Hello, and thanks for coming along to And We Have an Office Dog, the digital agency podcast where we talk to agency owner directors and learn more about what makes them tick. From the things that make them similar to the things they'd rather have known sooner, where they've had success, and where they've learned some hard lessons. All will be revealed with your host, Chris Simmons, the agency coach, and he'll be talking to a different awesome agency person in each episode, asking them four questions and seeing where the conversation takes us over the next 25 minutes. Okay, so let us begin. Over to you, Chris. Thanks, voiceover guy. And on the podcast today, we've got Claire from Serotonin. Hey, Claire. Hello, I'm so happy to be back. It's it, Well, we were literally just saying that it doesn't feel like a year. It feels like a long time ago that we last recorded. It really does. Uh, I think from a, from a mindset situation, when, I, when yeah. I think back to the Claire that spoke to you 12 months ago, so much has happened for me and for the agency that, you know, I know we'll, we'll get into, but yeah. it really is quite phenomenal how much can happen in, in just a short year. Yes, that is a, it really is. Um, I've been seeing what, what you guys have been up to in the last year and it is lovely to see, but it is a, 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 a lot. Now, for, for anyone who's listening who's been really naughty and skipped season one, can you give uh, give everyone a little rundown of um, who and what Serotonin are and what you do best? So Serotonin is a creative digital agency. We're based in Manchester's Northern Quarter in Stevenson Square. We've been going for about three and a half years um, which means that we've we've got past the baby stage and we've become a little bit more established. Um, mm. We've matured in the type of clients that we work with. So we've really got a strong proposition with e-commerce and property and hospitality. Um, and we work with clients across those sectors and more on brand, creative, web and multi-channel digital strategies. And we've got a team of 20 now. Um, Hang on a minute. I know. <laughs> I said a lot had happened. <laughs> Crikey. So yeah, we've, we really have grown um, uh, pretty rapidly, but that's not to say that that has always been on a constant trajectory. Uh, yeah. There's been various ups and downs along the way and, and, and challenges along the way. You know, last time I spoke to you, we were just coming out of the um, uh, kind of COVID pandemic mm. era, um, which in, in many ways served us as an agency in terms of growth and we were readjusting to life beyond that as were our clients and other clients as well so last year ended up being a year of kind of rediscovering our positioning um attracting great talent retaining really good clients and strengthening those relationships and seeing those mm. um th those successes too uh, and really kind of drilling down into you know what what it is that makes us a great agency to work for and work with so quick fire question what's the best and worst thing in the last 12 months best thing in the last 12 months uh well it's funny because on the day i last spoke to you we were about to go to um an awards do you were we, we were and spoiler alert we won as uh, so we, <laughs> we were um, i don't think spoilers work in this yeah, season, when, you, when you tweet about it for about a month <laughs> Northern Digital Agency of the Year. So that was a highlight to, to kind of start things off. 
and we did end up having um, a year of really solid recognition through mm. through awards and you know people in the team being recognised their work. So those were lots and lots of highs. Challenges, many. Hiring challenges, um, internal process challenges, uh, commercial challenges. Um, all the nuts and bolts of the agency have thrown up challenges to me in the past 12 months. So what have been then some of the major developments in the agency in the last year? How, how have you adapted to the, like, the speed of hiring that you've had to do and things like that? So hiring is a key part of that that growth, of course. One of the things that we've done over the past couple of months is bringing some uh, senior hires. So we've brought in three um, heads of department um, who are in creative search and email. And they are really helping us to build out that um, get that SLT mm-hmm. um, and also helping us to kind of create that positioning for other people within the business who have aspirations to head of department um, to kind of create a structure and, and journey of growth for them as well. So that's been a really big focus for us to bring those people on, uh, onboard them, um, get them working optimally and like, you, you know, get get them really ingrained within the culture. And, and it's yeah. been brilliant the outcome of that now is brilliant and it's been a lot of hard work because hiring is hard work finding the right people is time consuming draining scary big risk uh fortunately right now that's really paying paying off for us so that's been a really really big change mm. um, obviously then um you know growing across the whole teams uh, ha- has been a change um and because of those people that we've been bringing in, we've been able to offer a real kind of diversity of um, of service to mm. our clients. So particularly our retained clients, we've been able to expand the service that we've offered to them, which has been fantastic because then we're able to add additional value. And then we are, you know, we have our new clients that we're bringing on board. And, and likewise, we've got this really strong um, senior team that can pitch in with, with Dom and I um, in terms of putting strategy together and making mm-hmm. sure that things are working effectively. So that's been really, really brilliant. And, and I've tasked them at the moment to work with me on what is it about that's so unique about our positioning. So that's kind of coming soon. And I, I really want that to come from the team. Mm. And it's, it's a big part of what we're working on at the moment. So when hiring, you know, for SLT, the, the underlying um, purpose of that is that essentially you become less hands-on right you for them to be able to be excellent you've got to you've got to take just the leadership point um and kind of let that leadership let let the let the team um do the job i remember how hard that felt how does it how did it feel for you and dom was it was it a natural relatively easy thing to sort of let those guys get on with it or was it because i found it very hard to let go and it might just be my personality Oh, it's brilliant, Chris. It's a relief. <laughs> I love it. So you're saying I'm a control freak. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> let them do it. They're so much better. <laughs> no, I mean, it's... It, I, so that there's some areas of the business that will always be very much um, retained and delivered um, by Dom and I. And um, fortunately for me, that's the part of the business which I love, which is brand strategy. And I think it's really, really important that when we onboard clients, they know that they're working with me on that because that's the promise that we make. And I work with them from the very beginning of that first conversation all the way through to workshop to, um, you know, the strategic side of the brand creation and then making sure that I've got that ownership of it throughout 
any kind of marketing that we do for them. So I'll always have, I'll always be hand on and I'll always do that. And likewise with Dom and, and kind of di digital media strategy, we're the best placed to to kind of lead on that. But having people that I really, really trust who I know are really good at what they do, I am more than happy to step away and let them take over um, and do what they do best and give them this, that, that space. You know, it's like a true leader. Oh, I love it. It's brilliant because yeah. I... And, you know, it, it's taken time to get people onboarded um, and, and confident and ingrained within the team and understanding the processes and mm. being able to make those decisions. And all I ever want to do, genuinely, all I ever want to do is just empower people around me to to do good work because mm. I sincerely think that that is the crux of my job as an agency owner, whether I'm doing it through creating a good culture or it's in mentoring individuals or bringing on clients that they're going to enjoy working with like my my job is to make sure they can do good work so yeah, yeah i it's definitely not about me and dom it's it's all about them and i love That's it lovely. um and so we just sort of touched on like all of the developments in the business for the last year the industry itself is upside down inside out several times over every single week it feels what do you think's been kind of one of the the biggest evolutions you've noticed in the in the industry, um, and how has it affected the agency? I think there's been some small shifts and some big shifts, and we should just not all get crazy and distracted by either. And it's very easy to get over shiny things, shiny things, shiny things, sh shiny <laughs> things. Suddenly the robots are coming, um, and that's the end of copywriters, for example. Um, and you know what I'm talking about. And it's I, really I, easy to get carried away by the fun stuff because it is I, fun. I want to sound flippant and laugh but also at the same time there were people who said who laughed at um in the pin factories when the robots came and made pins for, for yeah. uh, to, so let's let's be let's have a, a a slight dose of of um carefulness here because a robot will listen to this podcast at some point <laughs> and will judge us i think that these are tools that are interesting and exciting and we should look for productive ways to adopt them into the work that we're doing already. Because yeah. if we don't see it in that way, then we are just going to become distracted by uh, by trying to reinvent things that, you know, uh, th that we don't need <laughs> right now. And I think yeah. that the, the, these are, there are really interesting things happening within AI. And, um, uh, and I think that we should be looking to embrace them um, make best use of them, be careful about we, the fact that we're using them for a purpose and that they're aligned to our overall strategy and we're not just getting overexcited and running off in a completely different direction because that's when, you know, the, the solid ground of what we're trying to achieve through a strategy or with a client or with a brand is going to fall apart. So those, those are the big things. And then I, I think there's lot, lots of little things which are probably more exciting really, you know, the the you you could say that um a platform a social platform like tiktok which is you know even up until the last couple of years was still being regarded as oh it's the um you know i'm still having conversations with brands who think that you know or thought that it was something that was for kids mm -hmm. and we are now really getting into the kind of mass adoption and mass understanding of how um the not just the platform but the way that the content is created and the way that people engage with the content impacts 
human behavior mm. and what that means for brands. And those are the conversations that I'm really interested in because those are not necessarily about a shiny thing, but how we use the shiny thing as a tool within our existing yeah, yeah, strategy yeah. to influence human behavior and to understand the way that society and culture is changing. And that's really, that's interesting to me. And it's interesting to the team as well. So rather than run away and bring in, um, you know, someone that knows how to manipulate um, AI as someone that would be my next hire, I want to bring in people that um, are are inspired by branding, that have a real mm -hmm. deep interest in, in consumer behavior, that are really in tune with the platforms that people are engaging with right now. and that's where like the really interesting conversations happen across the table with the brands that I'm working with yeah. rather than me trying to go, hey, let's do this big thing over here, which doesn't fit. I think in some agencies, there's um, there's a head in the sand approach. It's not anything and don't worry about it, which is obviously wrong because things develop and you need to at the very least be aware of them and try and work out Absolutely. how to adapt or use them. Um, it's certainly not coming for the end of all things. Um, but at the same time, if you're if you've got a very bottom heavy agency with a lot of um, juniors who typically do, and I, I sound like an arsehole when I say this, I'm sorry if you are listening and you're one of these people. If you do a lot of repetitive, um, high volume, low value tasks, that job is going. AI will take those jobs. If you do thinking jobs and you do strategic jobs and you do jobs where you require empathy and you require um uh an awareness that other people think differently and buy differently you you you're you're fine but agencies are definitely going to have to um account for those kinds of things in the future because once the cost of this these tools comes down to such a degree much as when it comes to sort of um resourcing um uh overseas used to be looked at it it won't be long before you know a million page titles can be written in 10 minutes and you don't need four people to do that for six weeks for example yeah certainly i mean i'm just looking out now at the the team that i've got sat there and it was when you were talking about you know empathy and mm. caring about you know behaviors and consumers and i i I genuinely believe that yes, manual slash repetitive tasks can exist. Um, you know, can can be done more efficiently, and, and and probably should be done more efficiently. But the team that I've got sat out there right now, I know that I hired them because of their ability to be empathetic. Mm. Yeah, and every single person carries that yeah value, um, and and I. And I believe, you know, it's the way that I've always thought about marketing. Um, it's it's always just about people, yeah. and and so the, the, you know, the heart of create the, the creative side of marketing and the you know the strategic side of putting a plan together to understand which touch points are going to influence which decisions. And um, mm -hmm. that there has to be people at the heart of that. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I I think that's why I, I do love agency life because i'm surrounded by people like that all the time yeah they're people businesses at their heart um it's it's just a, a, a there will be a operational or skill-based shift in how it's delivered there'll still be people there has to be um 
well, say there has to be. I can't see into the future. I'd love to be able to see in the future. I'd be buying a lottery ticket right now. Yeah. Um, so over the last year, like uh, 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 an incredible pace, things have changed for, for the business. How, uh, and I know as an agency leader, the personal and the professional are often quite highly intertwined. How have, how has your sort of personal professional growth uh, evolved in the last year? So I think for me, that's the one of one of the high points of the past 12 months that how I feel about myself as a leader and when I look back at my my personal slash professional accomplishments over the past 12 months, um, I've invested a lot of time and energy in my own self-awareness, knowing what inspires me, my own physical fitness, my own, um, you know, uh, achieving certain uh, challenges which I've kind of set myself and have more coming up this year that I really thrive off and understanding that I thrive off those things outside of work so that the dopamine or serotonin hit that I get from achieving something isn't totally reliant upon what happens within the four walls of my office. It yeah. also cascades out into my personal life and that brings me, it create makes me much more of a four-dimensional character rather than Claire from Serotonin and you know my clients yeah. get sick of me talking about my running and uh, and those challenges but they also love it because they know that 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 tells them the kind of person that I am and uh, it's been it's been really brilliant to be able to have those things going along side by side so that even when times were tough with Serotonin I still had this real strong sense of self-worth and energy and reason to get out of bed because there was a challenge that I had to achieve that was more than the agency. I think yeah, that's really that's, important that's the, for people. It's almost the definition of purpose, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And and you find everyone finds their own individual one. Some people it is simply very simple, like the pursuit of one thing. Other people there's a lot of depth and layers to it, and yeah. and you've got to have quite a deep. Uh, character and a deep um, appreciation of other people in order to be able to be resilient to the times that aren't that good yeah resilient is like one of just one of the words I like carry in my heart but the, <laughs> the, the it was a really interesting conversation that I had with um, a business coach that I'm working with at the moment mm. and it I mean it was a very emotional conversation actually um, and it was at the start of this year and she was talking to me about my goals and um, I really went in big. You know, I started this year, you know, I was sprinting out the starting blocks in every respect. I knew what I wanted to achieve personally. I'd set my physical goals. I knew what I wanted for the agency, you know, the, across culture, across commercial, across for my clients. I, I really had thought about it and I thought I'm going to go into this conversation with this business coach and I'm going to blow her socks off. She's never going to spoke to anyone like me before. I'm she's going to, I'm going to think I'm so ready for this. She's not going to know what to do with me. And I really felt that way because I was so hyped up for the year. And I came on this call with her and she let me talk about it. She just let me release everything. And I just yeah. talked and talked and talked. Pow, pow, pow. This is Claire in 2023. And she went really quiet and she was like, why? And I just started stuttering and I was like, Oh, because but, and she was like, so what did you do last year? And I told her, thing, and she was like, why? And I was like, because I just, the, I, I, and it, 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 
I didn't, I couldn't give her a good enough reason as yeah. to why there was this constant need to keep pushing forward for more, for stronger, for bigger, better, greater. And she did this exercise with me, if you don't mind me very quickly explaining Please. it. I think it would be a really, really useful exercise for people to do. She made me close my eyes, which was very awkward because I was on a Zoom call in the middle of uh, the meeting room, which is a glass meeting room. <laughs> so everyone could see me. But I closed my eyes and she said to me, imagine you're at a party. And so imagine I was at a party. Then she told me that the party was my 80th birthday party. And she asked me to imagine all the people that were there they could be people that had died and they would come back. It was magic birthday mm. party. Everybody was there. I'd ever loved or known or wanted to be there. They were in that room. And she gave me some time to experience that room and to look around and to see the way that people were talking and interacting. Then she asked me to choose three people, any people, to get up and go and give a speech about me on my 80th birthday. Mm. And she made me sit there and think through each of those speeches and as soon as she asked me to do that, I had my eyes closed in this glass meeting room in the middle of the office. I started crying. I was in absolute floods of tears. I sat there with it and, and I felt the words that people were saying. And when I came and opened my eyes, I had to sit quietly and write down so many different things that come into my head. And it was such a powerful exercise because what it did was strip away the goal setting and the challenge setting. And it made me dig into what is actually really important to me in 40 years time. What do I hope or think or want people to say about me, the people that I love and care about most? Mm. What impact do I want to have? And well, it They're not going to say you, you had a 200 person agency and 10 million quid. They're not yes. going to be worried about that. No, they won't. What they might say is that in doing those things, she inspired me to start my own business or she mm. gave me a a job that meant that I could achieve something with my life that I never expected. or And suddenly the things that I was doing with my agency, the things that I was doing with my physical challenges suddenly started to mean so much more. Mm. And that was just in January. And now we're here, you know, in the middle of February. And already this mindset shift, it's not taken anything away from the goals and challenges that I've set myself, but it's given me this underlying feeling of everything just meaning a little bit more. And it is so powerful to really truly understand your why beyond what am I going to do this month or next month that's going to be better than what I did the month before because it gives you that permission yeah. to like look around and go what's actually meaningful is it meaningful that we hit target in Q2 or is it meaningful that the people who I'm looking at now who are sat within my agency come into work feel happy and fulfilled comfortable safe progress and they feel inspired and I did that well yeah I'll tell you honestly both those things matter to me but for me having one without the other makes your life less meaningful and I'm mm. so glad I had that conversation because now I feel that I can align my goals to something that is um, more powerful and more important to me than anything else that's what I was in my head I was thinking vulnerability power importance etc that yeah that's yeah i'm gonna have a little close of my eyes i don't know if i'll cry though we'll see do it we'll I see bet you i'll do. probably cry i bet you do. you're gonna cry <laughs> i won't do it on the podcast guys don't worry <laughs> live we want to see it live no. <laughs> i'll do a live stream and um, so next 12 years we're recording the next season of this you've come back for a third time what are we talking about so we've got a we've got a, a growth plan 
um, in terms of the growth of the agency. We know where we want to get to, Dom and I, and there's loads of things that you could checklist that against. Size, scale, type of clients, um, reach of the projects that we're doing, number of awards we've we've won, recognition that we've got. All these things are important to us, but also important to the to the team as well. Uh, we've had all those conversations this year. So, yes, we are on a on a path that we've 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 kind of recognised. But there, there's other things going on as well. So, we're launching soon um, some software that we've been developing um, in the background, which is very exciting and adds a whole new dimension to the to the agency, but also helps us stay really really true to the proposition we've got, which is about. Um, dig the effectiveness of digital media and the power of creative coming together to deliver mm. great um, impact. Um, so that's something that's quite exciting. Um, and in, so in terms of agency growth, we, we kind of have we have that plan set, which I'm not going to go into now, just in case things don't work out. And then I can come back next year and go, yeah, everything went totally to plan. Um, uh, but but we know we, we, we're not going to be um, Mediacom. You know, we know what size we want to get to that we're comfortable with um, and we have a roadmap for getting there. Um, in, in terms of kind of like my own journey, um, one thing I did, I, I kind of wanted to talk about, but didn't just talk about them was, was leadership. And I've really feel that the challenges of the past 12 months have, have just helped me see myself differently um, and in terms of what a leadership role needs to be and, and should be. And I think when I said at the very beginning of this podcast, you know, I look back at the Claire from 12 months ago and how different she was. I think back then there was still a sense of un unsureness around, you know, who I was and how I could be expected to respond to some of the challenges of running the agency. Now I've been through some real difficult times in terms of growing this agency and I've come out the other side and I know that they've made me really stronger. They've helped me um, uh, make difficult decisions, um, trust my gut. That's a really big one. Um, so I just want to keep going with that. I love the self-development that I'm getting from running this agency. Yeah. If nothing oh, else. Oh, yeah. If nothing it's, else, it's, this, it's, is a, it's, this is a it's, massive... Every day is a personal lesson, yeah. isn't it? You, you learn something new about yourself and other people and it is, it, it's, yeah. it's quite wonderful. It's a big experiment in... Uh, how far can you? How far can you go? <laughs> well, you might just transcend one day at this rate. By the sounds of it, you just disappear <laughs> off into the fourth dimension. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Um, I'm loving that, and rather than um, being um, fearful of that, which I possibly was this time last year, if I'm being really, really honest with myself, the conversation that we had a year ago, now I feel far more comfortable with that, and, and I think that comes with age as well. You know, I think yeah. that comes with the fact that you now I turned forty last year. Um, that was a big milestone birthday for me. Um, and that really helped me see things differently, have more faith in myself and also give less of a shit about other people. I mean, so we, we, talk, we talk about resilience and that is a big part of it. Yeah. So great when you I, stop giving a shit. I look forward to having a catch up with you on the next recording. Yes, I can't Thank wait. Thank you yeah, so much for happens. coming and and congratulations on such a good year and future uh, year as well. Thanks so much, Chris. Can't wait for our next catch up. Thank you. And in the next episode, we'll revisit another agency leader and see how their last year has been. Thanks very much for listening. Mm -hmm.